Hi everyone, welcome to Welcome to the Gun Show. I am joined tonight by Garrett. Hey everybody. And Tarek. Hello everybody. Who turns more German every time we uh, do the show. It's, it's quite that, interesting. That's my best Dr. Nick voice, I'll have you know. And if you don't know who Dr. Nick is, you need to watch more Simpsons. <laughs> so tonight we're discussing quite a serious topic, despite our uh, like uncontrollable giggling from what we recorded before this. Um, tonight we want to uh, discuss awareness, uh, alertness, and avoidance. Perhaps not in that order, because I'm not very smart. Um, and to to give you guys uh, two sort of personal stories to to lead us into this is the the first one is the estate in which I live had an armed robbery about a year ago at the front gate. The people pushed through the gate, followed someone in stole his watch at gunpoint and then threatened the guard at gunpoint to get him to open the gate so that they could exit the complex. Um, that in itself, not truly a remarkable story because that happens probably all over the country every day. The more remarkable side of that is uh, my wife found out about this. She was on her way home. She was nearly at the gate. So she asked if I could meet her at the gate so that she could enter safely. And I said, sure, no problem. I'll be at the gate in a moment. She got slightly delayed on the way and I ended up standing at the gate with some of our neighbors and one of my neighbors, and I, I'm not shitting with you, looked me in the eyes and said, but how did they get in? There is a sign at the gate that says no tailgating. As if criminals look at signs and go, I can't rob these people at gunpoint and kill them because there is a sign that says I may not tailgate in through this gate. Now, as ridiculous as that sounds to to some of us, that is unfortunately that person's reality. Uh, he 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 doesn't have the the understanding of of the concepts we're about to discuss in order to understand that that notion is ridiculous and that criminals don't follow these rules. The other one that I want to mention is uh, my mom was attacked for about six months ago, um, and we we won't get into too much details around this. But afterwards, talking to her, she said that she got to the petrol station where she was attacked and she noted that there were drunk people around the entrance. She chose to still go into the shop and on her way out, an altercation happened and she was attacked in this process. Uh, This would have been an excellent place if she had been taught this before this incident happened to go there is danger at this door. I know that they are drunk and disorderly. I should rather go to another shop because the five-minute drive is not worth the potential issues that you, you could have. Um, and unfortunately, we never had that discussion before then. We have had it since. But uh, that, that is something that I should have covered with her before this happened, and unfortunately, I didn't. The, the, the thing that, that kind of sparked this show uh, and, and the example I, I'll kind of use that I, I think could be quite useful is a couple of weeks ago I was driving home. I I, I have quite a long driveway, and, and there's there's a couple of houses that that share the same the same driveway with gates on it. And I pulled in behind one of my neighbours, like directly behind him, because I was close to him. I kind of backed off a little bit because I don't want to be stuck right behind his car, um, which in and of itself should be slightly suspicious behavior. And it's not like we know each other well enough that he necessarily uh, recognizes my car. Either way, he got to his gate, opened it, 
drove through, and then just drove all the way to his house, leaving the gate to close on his automatic sensor. And I looked at this and I thought, you know, this is South Africa in the 21st century. It's a dangerous place. If I had have got out my car and put my leg in the way of the sensor on his, his automatic gate, it wouldn't have closed. And he had, it would have then had no way of stopping me getting in. And it was simply a case of being oblivious to the fact that things can happen. And I'm not picking on him. It's just, it's a common thing. Despite where we live, I come across a huge amount of people who expect automatic gates to close automatically all the time. And, and if you've ever dealt with them, you know that sometimes they get a rock or something on the runners or they just decide not to work today. Uh, or on most of them, there's some sort of sensor to stop them closing and damaging your car. And if you put your leg in the way, the gate doesn't close and starts opening again. And, and then a team of six people can walk into your driveway and, and there's no gate to keep them out. So that, that was kind of the genesis of this discussion. And, and it's something we need to bear in mind. It's not as cool as discussing guns and knives and holsters and hand grenades and all that cool guy stuff. But if we can avoid a fight, if we can stay out of trouble, for, for one thing, no matter how much of a gunfighter you are, you are if you get in a fight, there's always a degree of luck. Uh, you can be the best in the world. And if you get in a fight, you could still get taken out by a crackhead with a Narinko 213 because he had a lucky day and you didn't. So if we can avoid a fight, that's better. And and bear in mind, if you get in a fight, it's going to be expensive. It's going to be um, it's going to be stressful. It it it's it could theoretically cost you hundreds of thousands of rands. It could cost you months, if not years, of your life. It could cost you all sort of stress. And it could even cost you, you know, the, spending the rest of your life in prison uh, if things don't go your well, your way. So everything we can do to avoid getting in a fight, we want to do. Uh, we want to make sure that if we we do find ourselves in a fight, it was unavoidable, you know, from a from a legal and moral point of view. It's a lot easier to explain why I did everything I could to avoid getting in a fight, and it still came to me, than than anything else. And we're more likely to survive it. So we we want to try and take a few basic steps, and it, it's not super complicated stuff. None of this is rocket surgery, people. Uh, it, it, it's just being vaguely aware of what's happening in your world uh, and, and what's happening around you. And, and people talk about awareness and it becomes this sort of weird concept of, and I think it was, it's Craig Douglas who always kind of says, how do you aware? How, what is the verb of, of, of awareing? So, so that's what we want to discuss tonight, how, how we can be aware and alert to our surroundings, how we can avoid getting in trouble as best we can, how we can avoid uh, fights. And there's, there's, there's two extremes we see quite often, especially on, on the internet and in discussions with gun guys. There's a lot of people who are completely and utterly oblivious to what's happening around them uh, and think that, you know, some of them don't have a gun and it's probably better if you're oblivious that you're not carrying a gun with, uh, around with you. And some of them are carrying a gun and, and, and think that it's the magic talisman, that, that when something happens, it's fine, I've got a gun. And... You can have the greatest staccato P in the coolest holster with all the cool guy gear. And if you don't notice Gaz walking up behind you and smashing you in the back of the head with a brick, it does nothing for you. Uh, and and that's, that's a reality that people forget. So the other extreme is people who think that they're so aware that it doesn't really matter. They, they don't have to carry a gun or they can have an unloaded revolver in the bottom of their laptop bag because they're so aware that they're going to spot the problem. 
And often what awareness gives us is sometimes it gives us a, a way to completely avoid the problem. Sometimes we can see the trouble coming and not be there. Uh, and often what it does is it's going to give us an opportunity to to not be as far behind the curve. So if, if you speak to a lot of victims of crime, and, and this is a bit of an international thing, the amount of people who've been victims of carjackings or muggings or, or whatever the crime, who will tell you he came out of nowhere. I was sitting in my car at, 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 at the stop street or I was walking down the, 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 the pavement or I was in the parking lot or whatever. And all of a sudden, three guys came out of nowhere with guns. They didn't. That's, that's not how it works. The, the, you know, the, the enterprise, Mr. Scott didn't beam them down next to your car all of a sudden. They came from somewhere. And generally what happens is we're so oblivious to what's happening around us that we don't know where that somewhere is. So sometimes it's because they've used good tactics as well, which which people must you know people underestimate that the guy who's selling whatever on the side of the road may be watching your car. You know he he may be standing there with a a, a packet of coat hangers because it's a great way, or, or or a bunch of flowers. It's a great way to approach your vehicle because the amount of people who look away from that and give him that opportunity. So so. Being aware of our surroundings, what it'll often do is sometimes we can see that there's a problem here and not be there. And sometimes it might be the difference between he came out of nowhere and, and I knew that I was getting hijacked because someone tapped a gun muzzle against my, my driver's side window. Or it might be I, I saw the gun start rising or I, it might be I saw him go for the gun. And while in, in, in the big scheme of things, that there's not a huge time difference between I saw him go for the gun, I saw the gun rising, or, or the gun was in his hand. From from a defensive point of view, on an on the options list, we have a whole lot more options and a whole lot of better options. Uh, and that's something that people forget. You know, they, if he's got a gun in his hand and it's pointing at you, well, your option list is pretty short, and and your 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 of consequence list is pretty high. Uh, you know, it, we never want to give up, and and uh, you know, we we we've always there's always a chance, but your chances are, are are reduced. If I see the gun lifting, I've got a few more chances. I've got a few more options. If I see him going for the gun, I've got more chances, more options. If I see a guy approaching my car and he seems really locked into what's happening. Or I see a guy walking towards me and instead of obliviously staring at his cell phone, he's looking me in the eye and then looking left and right, then looking me in the eye and, and he's got a lock on me. If I notice that, I've got the option of disappearing into the clicks here and he he has to find another another target. Uh, and, and that's the tool that it gives us. So that's what that's something we want to work on. And it's it's not about being paranoid uh it's not about as if you've listened to any of our shows before it's not about not living your life none of us want you to turn into this paranoid wreck who never leaves their house none of us want you to turn into that dude who is just so gun guy switched on i can't i can't sit in this table in the restaurant you know if if i go into the restaurant th this is the only acceptable table and chair because i have the best view of someone climbing in the kitchen window and the front door and rappelling in over the bar uh because that also just gets ridiculous so funny thing we, we, sorry that's the dude that's the dude who's playing on his cell phone in the middle of conversation 
Well, exactly. One who's supposed to be checking. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, the, the guy who has to have his, his back to the wall uh, and then his four brandies in and on his cell phone. So what we want to do is, is it's a few basic things, basic steps. Uh, and, and the biggest one is, is using your senses, looking, listening. Um, you know, I, I know a story of someone who, who, who years ago came home um, and smelt tobacco smoke in their house and no one in the house smoked. So unfortunately what they did is they went to go look at the source of the tobacco smoke and walked into a bunch of home invaders. Um, they were, they were, they noticed something was not right, but we also, human beings are terrible at, at convincing themselves that nothing bad is ever going to happen to them. Uh, You'll also speak, unfortunately, you'll speak to a lot of victims of crime who'll go, I don't know why they chose me. Um, well, they chose you because you had something they wanted. It may have been money. It may not have been money. You know, it, it may have been you. They may have, you may have been a fun way to spend the evening. Um, you know, for, for most of us, and hopefully everyone listening to this who's not a, a criminal sociopath, we, we're not going to sit and go, well, hurting people is fun. Um, we, we're, we're, not, we're not bad guys. But bad guys don't think like you. Otherwise, they wouldn't be bad guys. And, and that's a mistake people make. They go, what? But if I give him what he wants, if, if I, um, you know, if, 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 if I'm just a nice person or whatever, nothing bad's ever going to happen to me. So this is something we, we need to be aware of. When something isn't right, uh, pay attention to that. And that's not just your normal senses. Jokes aside, if, if, if that little cockroach in the back of your head, if your spidey sense is tingling and, and, and says something's not right, listen to it. Uh, you know, we, we, we've, we've, we've survived on this planet for, for millennia um, by not, you know, you're, you're here because your ancestors didn't get eaten by saber-toothed tigers. Uh, and some of them didn't get eaten by saber-toothed tigers because they were really big and strong and hit them in the head with bricks and most of them didn't get eaten by saber tooth tigers because when they saw one coming they went somewhere else uh, and the absolute best way to win a fight the guaranteed i will give you my gold-plated guarantee way to win a fight is to not be in it um, there are no other guarantees you can be eric griffel uh, you know, you can be Eric Griffel and John Wick and Chuck Norris in, when he was younger, all rolled into one, and there's still no guarantees uh, that you're going to win the fight. But if you're not in the fight, I guarantee you, you're going to win it. Uh, so if, if we can, if we cannot be in that fight, we're going to be ahead of the game. So how do we do that? Well, as I say, we, we need to be, we need to take cognizance of what's happening around us. And once again, this is not, this is not paranoia and there's upsides as well. You know, the, one of the big pluses of being aware of what's going around you is not only do you see bad things, but you also see good things. You know, you see the 87 year old couple who are walking through the shopping center holding hands um, or the dad who's taking his kids out because mom's busy and they're all having ice creams or whatever cool guy flower stuff kind of gives you joy. But there's a lot of positive stuff that you're going to see and not just negative. If you're not staring at that little box of death made generally by Apple or Samsung that, that most of us get sucked into. Sorry, guys, do you want to talk? Because I, I can go on about this for hours. <laughs> so so I'll, I'll, I'll lead us into to, uh, sort of pre-avoidance. 
Um, so things you can, things that happen way before you're in a place where you get into trouble that you can do to avoid stuff. And then I guess we'll look at what happens when you're at places and you notice things that could be a problem. So one of the things that people do, um, and we had a brief discussion about this offline, which is now confusing the hell out of me because I'm remembering things that we said, like we did record it, but we didn't. Um, you have people who will go to the gun safe and take out a bigger competition pistol than what they normally carry because I am going to this place and I need a bigger gun. Okay, you've just given yourself a clue there. If you need a bigger gun to go there, you know not to go there. You already know that. Why are you going for the bigger gun instead of going, I will be sensible and not go there? I mean, it, that, that, it sounds simple, but people do think this way. Um, and and, you know and we can extend there. that even further. Don't go somewhere with a gun if you wouldn't go there without a gun. So if, if there's a shortcut to your house from work that takes you through an area you don't really want to be in, but you go, ah, I've got my gun with me today, I'll go that way. Don't go that way. It's also similar to, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll take this road during the day, but I won't take it at night. Realistically, that road's probably not any safer during the day. You, you just think it is because you can see further. Now that might, if you have a bit of an awareness game, that might give you a little bit of an edge, but still, if you won't go that road at night, you probably shouldn't be going on that road during the day. Um, just common sense things. There's also the, uh, the, the, the rules of stupid, which I think Terry might want to pick up on from here, but it's don't go to stupid places with stupid people at stupid times to do stupid things. Um, I got those. I think I hit all of them. Yeah. And that basically says that if you know that your friend likes to get into fights, don't go places with them. Like maybe reevaluate your whole friendship if they're that kind of person, but you do you. Don't go places with them because you know that they're more likely to cause trouble. Don't go to stupid places. That includes the places we just spoke about where you know you might need a bigger gun. We won't go without a gun, but now you're going. Um, that also involves places where you know people don't like you might be an odd concept for some, but there are genuinely people who have other people who don't like them and showing up at their local pub for a couple of drinks might not be the greatest idea in the world. Um, stupid times, um, crime tends to happen uh, later at night. Nothing good happens after. Midnight. Midnight. <laughs> uh, we, that is just one of the, you're more likely to get into a violent encounter, not home invasion specifically, but violent encounters because people tend to be intoxicated and stuff. So stupid times and then um, stupid times, stupid places, stupid people. And do stupid things. Stupid things. Yep. Don't, don't go looking for trouble. Yeah, don't go buy cocaine with your mate, the banker. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Never again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, it's, it's and, and that's the thing. It, it's not just avoiding the, the crime element, which is a thing, but it's also the, if you talk like me, maybe if you're in the middle of the platelon somewhere and you go into the local bar, it's not going to necessarily end really well for you. Um, so it's something we need to, we need to be aware of. Uh, you know, there, there are places where it's not just criminals. It, there might, might be places where people don't like an outsider and don't, don't like 
not you as an individual, but you as a concept. Uh, and yeah, people people do stupid things. They go into they go into really dodgy areas because I'm going to go here because I can save fifty rand on a pair of shoes, uh, but I'm going to take three friends with guns with because it's it's in the middle of town. Uh, that's not clever, and and often that's not good economics. So yeah, try and. Try and try and stay out of trouble. Don't do stupid things. Uh, and and it sounds really simple. It it it. And people are like, uh, but honestly, you know, I've had people do that. Oh, have you got your gun with you? Well, what? Why? What is it? No, no. We 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 want to go here. No sunshine. I mean, as I get older, and I'm getting much older now, that happens less. Uh, but especially for the younger guys, uh, that becomes a thing. Or or guys who'll get into a and it's pretty rare but you'll get guys who are more likely to kind of run their mouth because oh i've got a gun on me um i find as a general rule most guys and girls are, are, are generally but it's got you know as men we're generally dumber than women and we do more stupid things so it, it's often guys who will do the you know that most of us are, are clever enough to go i can't run my mouth because there's the lethal weapon here. So I, I can't really get into a stupid debate about this guy taking my car, my, my parking spot. Um, but you know what? Don't get in screaming matches with, with people about parking lots because you don't know what they're going to do. Uh, you know, you, you might think it's a, it's a perfectly reasonable thing to get. And, and we've all seen this and it's, it's the famous Corin meme of, of someone who wants to get, sorry to anyone named Corin. Um, you know the, the the person who wants to go to that 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 young man who who drove badly, and I'm going to give him a piece of my mind, uh, and he may not have any respect for the fact that you're doing that, and and you you may end up getting punched in the face, you may end up getting stabbed or shot, or they may get out the car and curb stomp you, uh, and and it's once again that whole oh, it'll never happen to me because I'm a good person. Bad things happen good people you know that's that's unfortunately just how the world works so yeah we when in doubt apply the rules of stupid now i'm also i'm not going to be the fun police if you want to go clubbing until four o'clock in the morning awesome i've done it lots but be aware that things can be you know things can get funny don't 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 get drunk you know if you're carrying a gun um and and be very careful about getting drunk in public uh you might do stupid things, and you're going to be more more of a victim, or, or more more you have more chance of being a potential victim, uh, because you may not notice what's going on around you. Uh, you know, you you may be the happiest, friendliest drunk in the world, and this dude next to you has decided that you have or haven't looked at his wife the correct way, um, which is just code for he wants to punch you. Uh, and, and now you're in a situation like that, or you're now walking to the car or, or, or to the Uber, and the Uber's not an Uber, and and you're blackout drunk, and you know you're the victim of a crime. There, there's, you know, we we can't cover every possible sort of eventuality, but if you apply your mind, uh, you should you should be able to get a, a reasonable idea of of the things that can happen if you're not conscious of what's going on. Yes. You know, much rather take an Uber than drive if you're going to be drinking. Uh, but if if you absolutely have to get blackout drunk, maybe it's best to do that at your house. And if you absolutely have to get blackout drunk, maybe it's best to reconsider some of your other life choices. But um, 
you know, be be careful of that sort of thing. You know, however you feel about drugs, the the problem with drugs is they also come from drug dealers, uh, and and people don't realize that as well that they start associating with people um, they wouldn't associate with normally. Uh, just kind of be conscious of, of of what you do and be conscious of what your friends get you sucked into as well. Uh, you know, it, it's one of those things. And this is also generally one of the things that boys are, are, are dumber about than girls. Um, but your mate does something dumb and then you have to step in and help it. And, and sometimes I, I've known a few guys over the years where your mate starts trouble and then he disappears uh, and, and you're the one left holding the can. So, and we're not, as I say, we're not just talking about bar fights. It's just an easy example to use. But it could, it could be people getting into road rage incidents, and it, it could be people being victims of crime because they've done something that's really obvious. Uh, There's something else on the on the on the <laughs> something else on the pre-avoidance things that you you need to consider doing. Um, lots of people are now using some form of a navigation system. Waze, Google Maps, whatever fancy GPS device you have in your car. Um, have you ever gone to a place that you've never been to, stuck the address in your GPS, and just driven there on the instructions of the GPS? Now, have you ever driven through attics on the wrong time, like the wrong time of the no. day because of that? Um, be, if you're using technology to navigate you to places you don't know, uh, be sure to, before you leave for your journey, look at where it's taking you and perhaps reconsider the trip or the, the route that you take for that trip before you leave. Um, sometimes you get rerouted middle of a trip and the thing will say recalculating or something and it'll try and take you somewhere else. Find the nearest petrol station. Stop. Look at what that thing is telling you to do. It might have taken you from a perfectly safe journey to somewhere you like, really do not want to be. Um, these are really simple things to do and to, to get used to doing that give you some form of pre-avoidance. So avoid the bad places to begin with. Uh, but let's say that, uh, that you are now uh, somewhere that isn't necessarily a bad place. You're on your way home from your, your commute, uh, on your commute from work, on your way home and you get stopped at a traffic light. And uh, what, what do you do, Tarek? Do you, do, you, do you pick up your cell phone, check emails? Well, it's, it's very important that your car doors are un unlocked. You, you send a text, you adjust the radio, and you have a sandwich. And your uh, window's and, open. And you make sure you don't look at any of the people around you in case you attract their attention and they try and sell you something. Uh, <laughs> Sounds and, legit. I, I mean, we, we, we're being sarcastic, but how often have you done it or, or have you seen someone sitting in their car, obviously on their cell phone because they've got it below the window level and they're messing around with it. And their entire awareness, um, the, 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 all their focus is on that device. And then the, the, the guy who's selling flowers, who may be legitimately selling flowers, walks right up to their window and there's a five second gap before they actually realize someone's standing there. So when you're out and about, don't don't be staring at your cell phone and, and 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 I'm going to bring up the cell phone a couple of times because it is one of those things that gets us in trouble. Uh, people want to look at it when they're driving and texting and and when you drive is dangerous. It's stupid. Don't do it. Um, but 
besides the the crashing your car and killing innocent people side, you're opening yourself up because you've got a very expensive, valuable piece of equipment in your hand and you're staring at it and not the people around you. Uh, so when you get in your car, lock the doors. Even if they auto lock, there's probably a button that locks them because they probably only auto lock at about 20 k's an hour. Uh, now, if you're in Fourways or Santon or, or, or Umschlange in rush hour, it could be a while before you get to 20 k's an hour. Um, so get in the car, lock the doors, keep your windows closed um, because that's things that are going to stop the easy opportunist. I speak to a fair amount of people who've had hijackings where they'll tell you the first thing the guy did is try to pull the door handle open because some people don't lock their doors um, or the guy stuck a hand through an open window and grabbed something or stuck, the, stuck a hand through an open window and then hit them and grabbed something. So, you want to you want to put as many barriers between you and them as you possibly can, uh, and then you want to be looking at what's going on around you. You know, and and this is stuff we should all know. But if I look in the roads, I don't think we all do. Leave a little bit of space between you and the car in front of you. Uh, often the spaces people talk about don't become reasonable because then someone else tries to squeeze a, a vehicle in between between the two of you. But don't be sitting touching their bumper because then you've got no options because the guy behind you is probably going to be trying to touch your bumper. And now if anything, and that's why you hear stories about a, a row of traffic getting not hijacked, but basically mugged in their car because the guy can walk up and down the line of traffic and tap on your window and go, give me what you got. So these are, just, you know, there's a, yeah, sorry. Sorry, T-Bag, just, just something on that. So that obviously applies to, to when there is traffic. So if there is traffic, keep space between you and the cars. If you are somewhere alone in the middle of the night and you're coming up to a set of traffic lights that are red, don't speed to the traffic lights. Mm. Stop dead. Slow down. If you drive 10, no one gives a fuck. Don't sit at the traffic lights. Drive as slowly as you have to so that those traffic lights are green by the time you get there and you can roll straight through them. You don't have to stop. Don't stop. Don't, don't break the law and run red lights. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying be aware enough that you slow down sufficiently that by the time you get those lights, they're green, you can go. Sorry, but, but, you know, partially what we're doing is we, 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 we're trying not to look like food because if you look like food, you're going to get eaten. So, and it's not walking around going, uh, you know, I'm the most operator of operators because that owns its, it has its own set of issues. But if if I'm planning on hijacking a car and the one rolls into the light, and then as it changes, rolls away, I've got less options. If I'm, you know, I'm, I'm pretending to be a flower seller, and you stop with a little bit of distance between the car in front of you, and when I approach, you can pull forward slightly and get a little bit of space, and you're watching me, um, I have less options. So it's not to say I may not attack you. It may still happen, but that chance could be reduced. And once again, your options are increased when you see me go for the gun or, or, or try something. So, and, and wherever we are, if you're walking through a shopping center, you know, you, you, you'll see it as well, where people are walking through a shopping center and all of a sudden someone's keeping pace behind you. Uh, you speed up, they speed up, you slow down, they slow down. That's not normal, uh, especially if it's for a longer period. 
I, I, I've been known to just turn around. I'll do a 180 and walk straight towards them. Not in a confrontational way. I'm not trying to pick a fight in the, in, in the, in the mall. And it's, it, it's not necessarily because I think they're, they're about to attack me with extreme violence. They might be wanting to grab a wallet or a cell phone. But if I can, have, if I can change what, what, you know, if, if I can change my sort of victim profile for them, uh, it, it may reduce the chances of them, of them trying something. And if they do try something, it's going to give me more options. Uh, and now it's probably a good time to discover to do to discuss uh so then colonel cooper jeff cooper uh popularized um it, it was a it was a military thing before that but uh, colonel cooper popularized the concept of the color codes of awareness um and and people have, have heard about these and it's a very useful tool if it's understood correctly. And, and I've heard some weird arguments about, I don't like the color codes because I don't want to walk around the mall going, ooh, now I'm purple with you know yellow spots and just now I'm going to be puce with lilac stipples. The, 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 the color code thing is a, is a description of something that's happening naturally. Uh, and it's just, a, it's just a way for us to describe something that's happening. And it's a simplified sort of layman's thing. So... Let's have a quick look at that and chat about it. And, and condition white is a, is the neighbor I discussed who didn't notice that I was behind him and left his gate open. That is condition white. And condition white is that state of oblivion that most people live in. Uh, they don't know what's going on around them. Most people, you could walk up to them and take their glasses off their face and their, their cell phone out their hand, and it'll take them a few seconds to realize that there's something going missing. And the first thing they'll notice is that the cell phone's gone and now they can't see what's happening on Twitter. Um, if you're carrying a gun, you can't afford to be in condition white in public. Uh, if you're not carrying a gun, you shouldn't either. But you know, if you are carrying a gun, it's it's it, you, you then start becoming a danger to other people, not just yourself. If you don't know what's going on around you, if you're in public, the only time you should and 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 we've also got to be realistic. There are times when everyone's going to be in this in this condition white. Uh, you know, it's we, we can't always be sort of super focused and, and super ninja and, and people who talk like that, it's just not real world. What we want to try and do is we want to try and make sure we've got as many barriers between us and the rest of the world as we can to get us out of that. You know, you, you may be sitting in the office desperately working on a on, on a multi-million rand deal or a report that needs to be done yesterday or what, whatever your job is. You may be something that you're focused on that and you're not thinking about what's going on around you. You may be sitting on the couch watching TV. You may be playing with your kids or, or whatever. If we're in that sort of situation where we are in that condition, why? We need to have things between us and potential attackers that are going to attract our attention. So if you're going to sit and watch TV, lock your doors. If you're in your car, try not to be in condition white because you should be concentrating the traffic around you, but lock your doors. When, when you're in the house, have something where for someone to get in, they need to, they need to, they need to do an activity. They can't just sneak in or you've left the key in the security gate and they use that to open the gate because then you may, may as well have not locked it. So condition white, it, it's a state of oblivion. You're not aware of what's going on. And that's where we get the infamous, they came out of nowhere. If we're in a public place, at the very least, what we want to be in is, is what Colonel Cooper called condition yellow. And condition yellow is a relaxed state of awareness. You're not. You're not looking for trouble. You just know what's going on around you. You should be conditioned yellow when you're driving your car. 
Um, you know, if you if you're in the car, you should be aware of what the car in front of you is doing, what the cars around you are doing, what the car behind you is doing. You're not driving going. Oh my God! Someone may run a red robot and smash into my car, or or someone may slam on brakes, and we're going to have an accident every time. You're you're not in this paranoid. This is the end of the world state. You're driving your car, and you and if that thing happens, you're you're aware enough to go. Oh, his brake lights came on. Let me tap my brake. Oh, that guy's coming up at that 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 robot or that stop street pretty fast. I don't think he's going to stop. Maybe I just need to slow down. Maybe I need to be aware of what's going on. From a self-defense point of view, it may be once again that guy we discussed earlier, or he's 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 interested in me. He's you know, or, or there's a guy there. You know, from condition yellow, what I want to do is go. Is there a guy there? Is there a guy there? Is is there some is there something happening, or am I just completely oblivious, singing along to the radio, and I get to work and I have no idea how I got there? So. Condition yellow is how we want to be in a public place. And, and I, I don't think there's a person in the world who hasn't at some stage, no matter how tactical, and they may not admit it, especially on the internet, have been sitting at a robot and suddenly realized that there's a flower seller next to their window because they, they, their mind wandered. We're human beings. That's normal. But we need to try and reduce that because every time that happens in public, our risk goes up. We're, we're, we're behind the curve. Does that make sense to everyone? It does. Condition orange, condition orange is, is a condition where something has attracted our attention, but there isn't a threat per se. So you're sitting, you're sitting in, the, in, 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 in the lounge watching TV or you're sitting reading a book and you think you hear glass break in another room. Could be the cat knocking something over, could be a, 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 the wind blowing a curtain, or it could be someone. So... We 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 we've, we're in our condition yellow where we can we can we we notice that things are happening. We're not totally switched off. We hear something, we see something. Something smells funny, looks funny. The story of the lady who came home and smelled the tobacco smoke. When she smelled that tobacco smoke, being aware of it meant that she'd kind of ramped up to sort of a condition orange. This this isn't right. You you know you 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 get to a you hear that noise, you're going to go have a look. You, you you get to a lift, the lift opens, and there's two dudes standing in there, and you just don't like the look of them. Um, have you ever gone to a, an, an accessory to mugging, a, uh, an, an ATM, to draw money, <laughs> and you see dudes loitering around mm. the ATM? Okay, that That feeling that you get when you yeah. go, I shouldn't use this ATM, and we, we've all experienced that. And, everyone's had this where they're not necessarily a threat to you. They're not necessarily a danger and you don't need to take action against them, but that most people, because they're going to be dealing with, with direct cash, they're a little bit more aware in that instance. And you see the dude leaning on the ATM where you see someone that's continually trying to help everyone into their pins. Okay. That's mind switch that you get when you see that, where you go, Ooh, something's not right here. That's condition orange. Yeah. So that's, yeah, I don't know. Excellent example. So we can't live in condition orange. You, you, you're going to end up having a stroke or a heart attack in, in a couple of months. Uh, it, you, you can't live like that. So, and once again, we're not going, oh, I, I must be condition orange now. It, it's describing what happens. You get up to the ATM and you go, oh, dude, like standing around doing absolutely nothing. 
um, you know, or a guy standing with a newspaper and he hasn't looked at the newspaper in the last three minutes, but it's open in front of him. Um, something's not right. So often, if it's an option, go to a different ATM. You know, go somewhere else. Don't be there. Uh, if if it if you don't have a choice, so you're in the shop buying your bread and milk, and all of a sudden you see two guys walk in and split up, and they're, they're just very aware of what's going on around them. Um, you don't necessarily have to throw your shopping on the ground and run out screaming because you, you you're being super tactical, uh, but kind of keep conscious and 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 that sort of thing that said to you there's something not right you know it's the middle of summer and someone's wearing a trench coat it's out of the ordinary you've noticed it and and now you're it's tweaked your interest um condition red is and and this is where there's, there's sort of different versions i in colonel cooper's original one condition red was was the next thing there's a bad guy whether you you're fighting with him or not condition red was um was there's a bad guy there so you kind of broke it up, and I kind of prefer that one probably because I came across it first. So condition red, to, to carry on the early, early analogy, you're sitting on the couch, you're, you're reading a book, you hear, you hear a noise in the next room, you, you, you've now moved to condition orange because what was that noise? Um, and then you hear in that room where there aren't supposed to be any people, someone go, shh, or footsteps, or some sort of obvious human noise. Well, now we know we've got a problem. Um, now, now we know we, we, something's gotten serious. So we see the flower seller, and I suddenly realize that I can see a pistol butt under the, you know, behind the flowers, uh, or I see him go for the gun or, or, or something like that. And then condition black, some people use it to describe, and, I, and I, I don't think this is particularly useful, that it's a complete state of being useless. Um, I've always kind of preferred the very, the condition black, we're in the fight. So uh, condition orange, this flower seller doesn't look awesome. Condition red, dude's going for a gun. Uh, if I can drive away, awesome. Condition black, I got nowhere to go. He's got nowhere to go. He's coming on the gun. I need to get on the gun. We're in a fight for our lives now. Uh, and that's something we want we, we want to try and stay away from as much as possible. And the more time we can spend in condition yellow, the less likely we are to find ourselves in, in trouble. Uh, and, and, and if we do, the more options that we've got. So I watched a... a, a... I guess an early recording of, of, of Jeff Cooper talking about the color code specifically and uh, his description of in that video, at least of orange was possible danger. Red was specific danger. Mm. So in orange, I have decided that something's not right here in red. I have decided that dude isn't right here. And there is a high probability that we're going to need to take some form of action, but we've, we've now gone from general, there is danger to this is the danger. And then he described black as full on go mode. Like we, we were unable to, to avoid or evade. We're now fighting. Which I, I quite like that. That was quite something. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that's a great way to sort of look at it. It's, it's that, um, something's not right that particular something is the thing that's not right and or 
that particular thing is trying to kill me now and I need to I need to sort it out. So it, it's just uh, the, 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 the easiest sort of thing to kind of, or I think one of the most useful tools out of the whole thing um, is just the thought of, of sort of keeping in that condition yellow when you're in public, that, that relaxed state of awareness uh, because you're going to do the other stuff as a result. Um, and, and you could skip a little. You, you could be in condition yellow and you drive around the corner and there's a dude with a rifle. Um, you know, that you're not going to go, oh, there, there may be something wrong there. You come around the corner, the dude with a rifle shooting into a, a CIT van. Um, well, we know that there's a very bad thing happening uh, and now we need to make choices and can I get out of there or, or not? Um, and first choice is always, if possible, try and get out of there. Uh, sometimes people take that to silly extremes, though. You know, the, something, one of the things you get all the time is people with, uh, if you hear a noise at night, don't go investigate, phone the police or phone your security company. You can only do that so many times before they're going to stop coming because it was the cat. Uh, so sometimes we may hear something if you've got cats or dogs or children or whatever. Um, the, there may be a noise at night. We 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 can't panic about it and 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 expect armed response to come clear our house every time that happens. Uh, if we hear voices in the lounge, well, that's a slightly different situation, and that's when your home defence plan needs to come into action, depending on your setup. You know, uh, and, and once again, you know, there's the we want to avoid it. Often, the the suggestion is to bolster down. You know lock up in the safe room and let them come to you, which is fantastic, except for if your your children are at the other end of the passageway and you're now locking down with all your tactical cool guy stuff and hoping that the bad people aren't going to go hurt your, hurt your children. So sometimes th there are many fights in life that unfortunately can't be avoided. That that may be one of them. Um, but we want we want to make sure that he's 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 earned that fight sort of thing. You know, we've we've done everything we can to just to, to stay away from that trouble. Uh, I think basically to break down that awareness idea into a phrase is it's basically just going to be an understanding of the moments and the movements in your environment. Um, that condition yellow, um, and that doesn't have to be a scary situation at all. Uh, it's basically complemented by you asking yourself the question on a regular basis of why am I doing this? You know, so if you're sitting in a situation where, like earlier we used the example of I'm going, yes, yeah, so I need a bigger gun. Why am I doing that? And then you, your thought pattern should immediately restrict you from doing that and you should have a better understanding of, okay, maybe I shouldn't do that. So it's just a case of understanding and asking yourself the question on a regular basis. And from there, things sort of will take their place. Yeah. Yeah. And, and not ignoring that intuition that tells you something isn't right. Yeah. Because that thing that tells you I need yeah, to be exactly. a gun or that thing that tells you that dude shouldn't be there, even if you don't know why he shouldn't be there, that thing that tells you he shouldn't be there should be listened to. You don't have to like when you shouldn't yes. go full on guns blazing because my intuition says this dude shouldn't be here. But you should probably go, ooh, that dude shouldn't be there. Let's go the other way or let's hmm. find a different shop or let's not go in there or like, let's not walk around that corner. Exactly, guys. Asking yourself the question of why am I here and why am I doing this is, is a really good way of avoiding some of these, these issues. Yeah. But just, just to drop back to your, uh, to your home defense from earlier, 
you need to set very specific boundaries on how far you will look if you hear something at night. And I highly suggest that those boundaries are within something that is defensible. So if I hear a noise, I have dogs in the house. If I hear a noise in the house, I'm probably getting up to go and look what it is. But that noise is in my house. Okay. My alarm hasn't gone off. I haven't heard glass breaking. The electric fence hasn't tripped. My dogs haven't barked. There's, there's, this, there's a noise in the house. I'm happy to get up and go and look at the noise. Because I would get up in the middle of the night to go make a cup of coffee if I feel like it and not worry about it. Okay, there's nothing that's told me something is wrong. There's just something that told me that I need to go and look at what this is. If the noise is outside, I'm not going to go look for it. If the noise is inside and my alarm has gone off, well, there's a clue there. Now, I don't have kids. My dogs are in my room. So I could bunker down and defend it. You might not have that luxury. But if you are in the middle of the night opening closed doors and shutting off alarms so that you can go and chase noises in the garden, you need to reconsider your actions. Um, If your alarm has gone off and you're chasing noises in the house that you don't absolutely have to, like Tarek's example of going to go fetch the kids, you don't absolutely have to, you need to reconsider your actions. It's not worth it. In those instances, call the security if you have, you should probably have, and get them to come and investigate. That, that avoids the issue of calling them every night because your dog knocks over a vase every night in the same place. Uh, that noise hey, is in your house. Vase, yeah, move the vase. There's like, a mess in uh, avoidance. There's a, <laughs> an awareness. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I have, I have aware this, this dog is like knocking this vase over every night. <laughs> Why do I keep putting the vase there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah it, I mean, it's, it's a classic, I mean, and there's the, Classic trick of uh, it, it's happened on, on farms, it's happened in, in residential houses, and that as well of uh, bad guys turning a tap on full blast in the middle of the night um, to get people to go out and switch it off. Uh, and then you're half asleep. Often you've now broken those multiple layers of security down, you know, so you've switched off the beams, you've opened the security gate, you've opened the door, and now you're wandering outside in your underpants. To, to turn off a tap and then you wonder how they and, and I've heard of guys who then walk back in the house to discover that the guys have snapped, snuck in the house um, and they've locked them in the house with them so yeah we, we, we need to we need to be aware of that sort of thing if you'll pardon the multiple uses of awareness but um, and 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 try and avoid that. Try and try and put ourselves in situations. You know, we may get home to the opposite situation where you get home, your significant other's cars in the driveway, and your front door's being kicked open. Uh, I'm not going to wait for the security company. Then, you know, I'm not going to wait for the police to arrive. I'm not going to wait for the security company because even if it only takes them ten minutes to get there, that's that's too long. And that's a situation. That's an unavoidable risk, uh, and and we need to try and make sure that whatever risks we take are as close to unavoidable as possible. Let's let's avoid the avoidable ones, um, so that there are only the unavoidable ones left to get slightly Holmesian. Uh, yep. So just just to expand on the uh, door kicked in example, just a tiny little bit. I would certainly go in and not wait for anyone. But if you're a frail 95-year-old lady, perhaps wait for the security. We, we understand that it's really difficult to wait outside and you don't want to, but sometimes the best thing you can do is wait for help. That probably doesn't apply to any of the three boys on this podcast, 
but for some people that will apply. Um, so don't just because we, we use the example of the door is kicked in, don't wait for security. For some people, that will still be the thing that you should do. Sorry, T. I, I, no, it's, I, I think it's a good point. And I think one of the things we need to bear in mind is whatever decision you make, you, you need to understand, you, you need to adult up here and go, you need to accept that that's your decision and you're going to have to live with the consequences of that decision, whatever they are. Uh, if you made the decision to to run in because there was someone in the house and they overwhelm you, you're going to have to live with those consequences. If you run in and you win the fight, and, and that's what we want to do the training for, so that if if we are forced to fight, we can win the fight, um, you're going to, you, the, whatever consequences come out of that, you're going to have to live with them as well. You can't blame anyone else. You can't get anyone else to make that decision for you. Uh, you can get advice. You can you can ask people, you know what what do you you know what is your suggestion if I have kids in the house and and and, and I think someone's broken in, um, and different people are going to give you different advice. The advice you choose to take, um, that's that's the consequence you've chosen, uh, and that's something we need to we we need to be sort of conscious of. We need to understand that. We've, we're going to choose the consequence that is the, the most palatable to us. And, and that's something to understand. It's not always the best. Sometimes we choose the least worst in life. And, and this is a, a concept people often struggle with. It, it, it's with a lot of things. We're not always going, this is the best thing. We're going, of the three options on the table, this is the least worst. Uh, you know, punch in the face, punch in the gut, punch in the balls. Pick one. None of them are nice. Um, but which one is the least worst of those three options? That's 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 the one you may have to select. Uh, we want to we want to have the, the the tools in in place as much as possible. And this is where we can have a little bit of gear with alarms and all of that sort of thing. Uh, but wherever we are, you know, you 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 you're not going to have alarms when you're walking around a shopping center. That that's going to be on you. That's that's purely the biological machine trying to stay out of trouble. There's that awareness. There's the, there's being alert to what's happening around us. There's the avoidance. Don't be a dick. Uh, you know, like don't be a dick. Tell someone you love them. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get that. You're missing out. I think another point that's worth discussing with this topic, and and it's it's sort of related tangentially, but I think it's important is some people have got themselves in trouble because they're scared to be rude. Uh, you know, it's it's the it's the the walking up to a lift and there's two people in there and you really don't like the look of them, but you don't want to be rude, so you get in the lift of them and it's happened that that's ended up with all sorts of horrible assaults and sexual assaults because someone didn't want to appear to be rude. Uh, so while while we joke, but yeah, don't be a dick, but also don't be stupid. Um, and, and there's a big difference between going, oh, I'm not getting in a lift with you ruffians, and going, oh, shit, I, 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 left, I left my water bottle behind. Or just don't talk and walk away. Uh, you know, it, it's something that, that people sometimes get a little bit silly about. They, they, and, and, and related to that as well is sometimes criminals will try and get you talking uh, because then you're, you're, you're processing slower. So, you know, it's the classic sort of walk up. Have you got a light? Have you got a, um, you know, what's the time? 
whatever sort of opening gambit, you know, because because not all crime is the six man team knocking in your front door. Uh, but you know, it someone walks up, that they, they start talking to you, you start talking back to them, and all of a sudden your reactions are going to be that little bit slower. Uh, and people don't don't want to be rude. They don't want to be, but they get sucked into conversation, explaining to the beggar that uh, I'm really sorry, but I don't carry cash on me because of hana hana hana. I only carry, and, and you know, and then he goes, well, fine, I've got a credit card machine. Um, sometimes we just go, and you can smile, put your hand up, and go, no thanks, buddy. You haven't been rude, but you've also managed to fob them off. Uh, we see it with window washers and that all the time. You know, window washers is a big thing and, and, and some of them can get really pushy and quite aggressive. Uh, and then people sort of try and look away. Or And often if you get, leave a little bit of space, the guy comes up, you look him in the eye, you smile, you put your hand up, you go, no thanks. And you make sure that you also not, he's not being used to attract your attention. You're once again, you're looking less like food. You're not being confrontational, but you're also you're also it's also visible that you you're you're aware of your surroundings and and related to that to go on an even bigger tangent because that's what I do uh, I've 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 heard of this I've never seen the actual study myself but I've heard of it from multiple sources that it it sounds true and if it's not if if it didn't actually happen exactly like that it's still a really good example and that is. Of, of a study they did in the States where they filmed a, a city block. They filmed people moving around on a city block. And they took that film and they went to a whole lot of hardened criminals and they went, who would you attack? And they all pointed at one dude. Um, there was a guy walking down the road with his shoulders down, his head down, his whole demeanor was sort of defeated and, and switched off. And they went, to us, okay, so if you were going to mug someone, who would you mug? No, I'd mug him. Why? I don't know, but I'd mug him. Uh, He's sending off a he's sending off a particular message. Uh, so, if if you're walking around staring at your cell phone, my wife was at the vet the other day, and someone's freaking out because someone left the Nando's drive-through. Uh, we're not blaming Nando's, and stopped the car, stepped out the car, grabbed the cell phone out of her hand, got back in the car, and drove off. And there was this, but how could it happen? Well, it's because you were staring at your cell phone, and I've been guilty of this. You know, you get out your car and you want to you want to check a message quickly, and the amount of times in those two minutes, all of a sudden, someone is in your face with "Please, sir, I've run out of petrol," or "I need money for this," or or something like that. So, we we want we want to try and keep our focus away from that sort of thing, and we don't want to look like we're in, we're we're totally engaged in anything like that either, because it very quickly it gives people an opportunity to see that we're not aware of what's going on and get closer to us where they've got more options. So something else is getting closer to people, and uh, this should have been applied pre-rona, but I'm sure more people will apply this post-rona. Um, the don't let people control portions of your body. So as a right-handed dude, if you walk up to me in the street, stick your hand out to shake my hand. I don't know you from a bar of soap. If I give you my hand and you're a little bit stronger than I am, <laughs> I've effectively lost my one second slick draw. It's not fucking happening. Um, if you happen to have a knife in your hand behind your back already, you're now in control of my dominant hand, my dominant arm, 
and you can keep me within striking distance the whole time because I can't get away from you. Don't shake people's hands. Okay, people shouldn't be in like bad breath distance from you if you don't know them. See them, look at them, look them in the eyes and say, no, thank you, I'm in a hurry. No, thank you, I can't today. Whatever. Okay, it doesn't have to be, hey, fuck off. It could be, but it, it doesn't have to be that because you don't want to escalate things beyond what they need to be. Don't let people control portions of your body because the moment they have hands on you, they can control to a far greater degree your options. And for most of us, right-handed, there are, there are some freaks in nature, like Az, who's left-handed, but he shoots handguns right-handed. So chances are reasonably that whoever well. is... Reasonably well. <laughs> chances are that whoever is... Chances are that if you're right-handed, that if someone else is trying to greet you, chances are they're going to reach out their right hand to you. This is just the way that it works for like most people in the world. And the moment that's happened, you've lost your draw. You've lost access to your knife. You've lost access to your slick gun skills. It no longer exists, even though in your head it does. It just doesn't, it doesn't work. Not only have you, you lost the, the ability to use that right hand, your dominant hand, you've also lost the ability to get some sort of distance avoidance. You know, maybe an attack's not directly imminent, but now it is. So you, you can't get away from it. It's there. Yep. They're, they're controlling you now. Like they have yeah, hands on you, they're controlling. Yeah. Gen- generally, I mean, one of the great things about the Rona is you now have an excuse not to touch people. Um, but even pre-Rona, generally we don't shake hands with people we haven't been introduced to. And yeah, you know, I've, I've, I've even gone so far as to lie to people and say, oh, sorry, man, I'd love to shake your hand, but I, I hurt my hand the other day because um, I don't like touching people. Uh, <laughs> but except for hugging if they, you know, if they're friends. Uh, <laughs> so it's, but yeah, that, 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 that's, that's something to, to be aware of. We, we, we want to try and avoid that. And it's, it's one of those things that people suck you, will suck you in. Let me walk in, let me shake your hand. Let me get you to introduce yourself. Let me get you talking because then you, you, you know, that you, you, you're interacting with me. You're not aware of what's going on. Uh, and, and I've got, I've got your focus. So, Watch for people's behavior. You know, there's 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 a there's a there's a couple of things that people often do that are, are sort of target indicators. It's it's quite a long list, and and if you ever get a chance, go train with Craig Douglas. He does some really good stuff on that. Um, but you know, as we discussed, people who keep that eye contact with you, people who then who do like sort of furtive glances around, sort of shiftily looking around, people who kind of put their hands on their face a lot. They, they, we've all seen, we all know those. You know, we we generally quite good at picking up body language. Um, and that's where that sort of spidey sense comes from. It's it it's it's your the the sort of reptile part of your brain going. There's something not right here. You know, you watch a watch a herd of impalas in the bush. Um, you're never going to see them in incondition white, uh, and they don't. They very rarely second guess themselves. So if if something doesn't look like it, they'll rather run away. Um, and and look like they're scared than stand around and go. I'm I'm not scared of anything. Um, so that that's something we need to be aware of. We also look look at what you're doing when you get to your car. Look in the back seat. You know, here we're generally better about keeping our cars locked. I mean, if you if you don't like start, uh, you know, make sure your car is locked. But when you get to your car, have a look. See, you know, I've heard of people who've, you know, I've spoken to people who have gotten in their car and suddenly realized they're sitting on broken glass 
because they didn't realize the car window was broken. You know, when you walk to the car, don't necessarily walk straight to the driver's door. Um, walk, have a look. You know, that, that cool guy, tactical torch we've discussed, I don't know why I'm talking with my hands because you can't see anything, um, is a fantastic sort of tool because you can walk around a shopping center parking lot. You can walk around anywhere with that in your, in your hand. And people might think you're weird, but no one's going to think that you're dangerous. Uh, and you can pop it under the car, you know, make sure that there's no one in the back of your bucky, no one uh, underneath the car. If you're walking into a petrol station, you know, petrol stations often are, 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 are targets of crime. And, and especially when people are doing that, like 11 o'clock at night, cigarette run, sort of in the pre and post run at times, or the, oh, I need bread and milk. A, try and buy your bread and milk in the middle of the day. The shops get robbed a little bit less than generally. Um, and yeah, if, if you're going, if you're running up to your petrol station at 11 o'clock at night, they've got those, they've generally got those big glass windows in the front. Have a look inside. If the staff are all lying on the ground, that's generally a bad sign. Uh, and, and people famously, you know, if, if, if you look at, if you look at the, the active self-protection, Protection um, YouTube channel, or you, you look at any of that sort of stuff. The amount of time you'll see a footage of people blithely walking into the middle of an armed robbery uh, because they don't know what happened. You know, I, I have a friend who used to work in a bottle store who tells a story about a guy who walked past the armed robber who had a gun at the cashier's face, walked to the back of the bottle store, grabbed their case of beer, walked back to the till, put the the, the case of beer down. And then suddenly realized that it was very peculiar that there was a man pointing a gun at the cashier. It sounds no, stupid, but, but that's, that's what people do. You know, it's, it's, it's not ninja stuff. It's not magic stuff. It's not paranoia stuff. It, it's simply using the senses that you've got. Um, you know, the, the, the sort of five we learned in school, the, the, I mean, we probably shouldn't be tasting too many bad guys, especially not at the moment. Uh, um, and, and <laughs> I tasted this dude. It tastes fucking horrible. <laughs> he had like a weird minty taste, which is often associated with criminals. Obviously, he's uh, a criminal. <laughs> um, and 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 listen to that little voice in the back of your head. And you know, if 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 it says don't drive down this road today, it costs you nothing to drive down a different road. Uh, people have gotten themselves in a huge amount of trouble because they want to play hero, or they especially with guys, they don't want to appear to be scared. So they, they've got, we would have kind of chest thump and, and check, you know what, the Nike defense, sometimes the best thing you can do is turn around and run away. Sometimes that's not an option. And if that's not an option and you go to fight, win. Um, but if we can avoid getting into a fight of whatever sort, we're, we're generally ahead of the game. Uh, so once again, we've got to look at what the, what's at stake. Um, if, if it's, I'm going to be a little bit embarrassed and my mates might make, make, make fun of me because I've got all this cool guy gear and, and I got to the spa, saw they were robbing it and left and was a good witness and phoned the police, well, you need better friends that are going to make fun of you for that. Uh, if it was a case of, oh, shit, there's a, there's a dude holding a gun on, on, on this person or pulling a gun on me and I don't have another choice, that's a different sort of situation. Uh, something else to... Uh go and look at we can't cover them in in extensive detail in this we simply just don't have the time Derek's mentioned the uh the the thousand yard stare of the dude staring through you um he's was he's mentioned the uh the, the witness glance the 
the staring at you and then looking around to see if there's any witnesses around. Um, he's covered the, the, the grooming with the dudes touching their faces and things. Uh, we've covered on guys walking together and then weirdly splitting up, mm. but still walking in the same direction. That's weird. People don't do that. If they split up and they, they take like completely separate routes or something, that's maybe plausible. Maybe still like notice it, but that's maybe plausible. If they split up and they're still walking in your direction, something's wrong. So Terry was talking about guys keeping keeping pace with you in shopping centers and things. Something might be wrong. Cars following you around, going the same direction that you're going. Notice these sorts of things. Um, there there is an extensive list of of reasonably common things that criminals do subconsciously. It's just, it's, it's something that humans do when they found prey. Um, go look at that list. And the other thing to look at is Terex already mentioned uh, active self-protection. Um, John does some videos and he's, he's quite fond of the, uh, the transitional space, which is quite a, a, a cool term for things. These are, these are ones that you need to look out for and you may want to, Go and do a little bit of research. And transitional spaces is basically any place that isn't your destination or your your point of origin. So if you have to walk through an alleyway to get from your car to your house, your car is your point of origin, your house is your destination, that, that alleyway is a transitional space. You're more likely to be targeted there because it, it, it just sets up better for ambush style attacks. Um, things like getting stuck in your driveway. So we were talking earlier about waiting for your gate to close once you've crossed through it to make sure no one follows you in. Don't pull your bumper up to your gate when you get home. Stop in the road. Push the button. If, if you don't have dogs and things are going to run out, if you have dogs that are going to run out, you need to fix that situation. But stop on the road, push the button, wait for the gate to open completely. Pull in, close the gate behind you. Don't let someone get behind you with a car and box you in because you now have no options. That gate is a transitional space that you have to cross through. Garages, guys with, with automated garages that, that lift up or roll up in some way. How many times have you seen people who will park the car in front of the garage, push the button, sit in the car and mess around with their phone. And then you eventually look up and, well, that dude's just walked straight past your windows in your house. Or the other alternative is he was already in the house. He's standing in the garage waiting for you. Um, there's also guys who poop. I need to quickly fetch something from the house. So I park my car outside. I click the garage door and I don't wait for it to open completely so I can see what's going on. I just duck under it and just, no, rush into the house. Well, you, you have no idea what's going on the other side of that, that door. Now, most of the time, for most of us, nothing is going to be happening on the other side of that door. But waiting that five seconds for the gate to open completely or the door to open completely so that you can see what you're stepping into may save your life at some stage. It's worth spending that five seconds waiting for it. So transitional spaces, go have a look. And, 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 and related to that, when you watch the gate close, make sure it closes all the way. Don't watch it start closing and then assume it's going to close. Don't watch the garage door start closing and assume it's going to close. It's going to close. Uh, make sure that it's closed. Um, when you when you when you're moving through those spaces, as Cornet says, have, have see what's going on. Have a look around. Have, you know, see, don't have earbuds in your ears 
playing whatever your favorite song is at the moment and completely switching you off. Um, you know, have your ears visible, have your ears available, have have your eyes available. A lot of people do the the weird thing of they they switch off their thinking when they get home. So they get to the gate and then they go, okay, I'm safe now. So they drove down the road, or are they, you know, are there ninja warriors coming out to try and attack me? They get to their house, they're not even locked in the house, and and we're safe now. And 100% of home invasions happen in your home. Uh, that's a that's a that's a very useful statistic to remember. So scientific fact. Scientific fact. And a lot of those start in your driveway. Um, it's very, it's not, you know, people have got this perception that a home invasion is going to be the three o'clock in the morning kicking your front door. Quite often it's the, you get home from work, you get followed and dragged into the house. So we, we need to, we, we need to try and do whatever we can to avoid that. We need to, to be looking around. If, if you get to your driveway and, and, and look at a bit, bit of CCTV footage of, of the sort of driveway taxes as an example, but other things as well. And it, South African ones are useful. It doesn't necessarily have to be South African. Sometimes we get a bit of an idea. Is we have this strange national pride that our crime is better than anyone else's. Our criminals um, are unique. Yeah, um, and they're not. Crime is crime. We just have more of it here, and it's a bit more violent. But it, it, the amount of times you'll see the guy stop, as Corno says, front bumper almost touching the, the gate, presses the button, and there's been a car behind him uh, and that car then pulls in. Be in a position where you can pull away. And, and if there's a if there's a suspicious car behind you, if there's a car floating around or something, if you've got a security company and there's a car stationary, maybe get them to come meet you at your gate. If there's a car behind you, drive around the block. Uh, it's probably not going to kill you to get home five minutes later, um, but drive around the block. Do do something that that is going to make him following you really obvious. You know, the classic sort of thing is take three left turns. If you think a car's following you, take three left turns. I've done that, and it turned out that the guy was driving to, you know, we we, we ended up in a kind of a close-to-each-other situation. Um, but as a general rule, or I did like, he followed me for two of the turns, and then the third one he pulled into his driveway. But don't just assume that the car behind you is fine. Don't just assume that, oh, it's a nice car or the guy's nicely dressed. Um, you know, p- people are aware of that. So if, if I'm going to be a criminal, I'm I'm going to try, uh, you know, and it, often people are shocked that, oh, the, the, we were attacked by these guys who were really nicely dressed. Well, that's because you thought if someone's nicely dressed, they must be a nice person. Um, you can't look at someone and tell by any of their features that they're a criminal, not the shape of their head, not the clothes they're wearing, not the color of their eyes. You can't look and go, well, he looks like a nice young man or, or he looks like a criminal. Um, because if it did work like that, it would be really easy for the police. They'd drive around the suburbs and go, oh, you're a criminal, get in the van, you're not a criminal, carry on. Um, don't be naive. Uh, be, be a grown-up, and, and, and for, obviously for the vast majority of our listeners, you live in South Africa, understand that this is not a safe place. Um, we, we do live in a dangerous and violent country. So don't, don't think it's never going to happen to me. Don't, don't spend the rest of your life going, oh, my God, what am I going to do if? Um, but take those precautions beyond just the gun. Beyond just going, I'm gonna I'm gonna carry a gun because some of you listening to this may not have a gun yet. 
Some of you listening to this may not be able to carry a gun. You may work in an environment where it's not an option. Once again, no one can take that awareness away from you. Uh, if you're traveling overseas, if you're traveling out of town, if for whatever reason you don't have your bat belt with all your cool gear on it, you've always you've always got the option of seeing what's going on around you and trying to avoid it. You know, if you travel overseas, you're probably not going to have cool guy weapons on you, but crime happens. Uh, you know, I've 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 walked through German train stations and gone. <sighs> that guy's behavior, you know, it wasn't a case of, oh, he was dressed like a criminal, but that dude's watching people far too clearly for him to just be waiting for a train. Um, but people are oblivious. You've got that. You can avoid it. You can try not to look like a total tourist and, and get and get jumped by him or avoid getting just, jumped by him. Just to kick us out of the, uh, the, the whole world's bad and everything's going to kill you for a moment while everyone is going to kill you for a moment. These skills are, uh, they're, they're highly advantageous for other things other than bad people trying to kill you. Uh, you get home and you smell the, the, the cigarette smoke and no one's supposed to be smoking in the house. Let's ignore that example and let's look at, you get home and you smell a funny smell. Could be gas leak. Could be fire. There's, there's many things that you should try and avoid. Not necessarily because it's going to come at you and kill you. Going towards it might kill you. Um, there, there's, there's things that you notice as a result of this. Things like, these stairs don't look okay. I don't want to walk onto them. Or this car that I just rented has tires that look like they're aeroplane tires. There's air on, on the inside and they're plane on the outside. You'll see stuff like this and you'll go, this car is not safe. I don't want to fucking drive this thing. Um, you'll notice other things that are potentially dangerous, but aren't necessarily violence, uh, aren't necessarily criminals looking for you. Um, so very worthwhile to have. And uh, another one that I just want to mention, because we had some, we have some friends who, who experienced this not too long ago. Um, don't wear your fanciest bling when you go to the shopping center. We all like nice things. We all like, well, some of us like nice, shiny, sparkly things that look pretty, just bear in mind that if you're wearing a million rands worth of jewelry to go do your Woolies shop, you're inviting trouble. Um, I'm not saying don't own that, and I'm not saying don't wear that to special occasions. I'm saying don't make it a regular thing that you wear those things to the point where people can go, this is the fourth week in a row that I've seen her in the shop wearing those items. I bet you she's going to be here next week. And I bet you we can make a plan to follow her home then. Okay, just be aware of patterns that you follow, that other people can figure out. I'm not saying that don't be a creature of habit because we all are. I'm not saying take a different route to work every day. But don't do things that criminals notice, things like wearing really expensive jewelry and then following the same pattern every week. I, I think probably the, the, the best way to sort of finish this off without talking too much in circles is... As we said, it, it's not about being paranoid. It's not about not living your life. It's not about thinking everything in the world is bad. And and, and in fact, if if you if you're conscious of what's going on around you, you're going to see a lot of positive things as well. Uh, you know, it, it, you may notice that your wife had a haircut, um, and it's always a good thing to mention that. Uh, you you know, 
you you may notice all sorts of wonderful things as well as the bad things. So it's it's just we we need to be adults about this. We we need to go. We need to think beyond the the tools. We need to think beyond all the cool guy stuff, and know what's happening around us by 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 looking, by hearing, by by smelling, by feeling, whatever. Uh, and we need to do everything in our power to not not be the target of crime. And 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 if we are the target of crime, to change that. Uh, so we we want to we want to live our lives we want to be able to live our lives comfortably we want to be able to live our lives without paranoia uh but it's not paranoia to wait for the gate to close it's not paranoia to lock your doors it's not paranoia to look at why that 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 person is standing in in your driveway uh you know if something's out of the ordinary um Things stick out, you know. As Corne mentioned, we're really good at, at, at noticing patterns. We're also very good at noticing things that are out of the ordinary. Um, it, it's one of those those skills humans have. But then we're also really good at self denial and pretending that it's not out of the ordinary. And and that that's something we need to switch off. Um, so if if something's out of the ordinary, don't don't start immediately trying to convince yourself of all the good things it could be. And by the same token, don't go that there's you know Ted Bundy's now in my driveway, but try and try not to go. Ah, that must that guy must be the meter reader. The only possible explanation for this person being in my driveway at three o'clock in the morning is he's the meter reader who's trying to climb the fence to see where the meter is. Uh, let's efficiency. Yeah, exactly. Um, we we want we don't want to have to use defensive tools of any kind, um, and if we do have to use them, we want to be as as far up the power curve as we can be, and that's what, and we're going to have that by having a little bit of, of of consciousness of what's going on around us and reacting to it or acting before we have to react. Yeah, I think awareness doesn't require anything emotional of you. It's it's and analysis of the environment around you. So as soon as you start putting uh, emotion into that, so for example, if you see someone and you say, okay, he's going to rob me, but he's not actually, he's just looking suspicious to you, you've already created a bigger problem than what you should have instead of just noticing, okay, he's making me feel uncomfortable. Maybe I should watch him. Maybe I should go somewhere else. Maybe I should leave, come back later, etc. You've got a now much many well, many more options than what you had before. So that's something to consider as well. It's just an analysis of what's happening. Yeah, w- without coloring it with, with emotion, like you said. That could be really bad um, if, if you misread the situation and your, uh, your actions are disproportionate to what the actual situation is. It doesn't mean don't take notice. That doesn't mean go, I need to get out of here. This makes me really uncomfortable. I feel like something bad might happen here. But you don't want to go from "I feel something bad might happen here" to excessive force or something that hasn't actually started happening. Um, exactly. And again, awareness helps with that. So uh, we hope you found that that helpful. Um, it, it's quite a bit of stuff to unpack, and it, it's too much to cover in in sort of an hour or two hours of discussion. Uh, but we hope it it 
was something you found useful. We hope it's something that will have you looking into this topic a little bit more um, and, and spending a little bit more time considering it and, and, and learning about it. Uh, please uh, remember to catch our Thursday Q&A show. And next week, we'll be talking about something. And we don't know what that something is yet. No, we don't. But, we'll <laughs> but uh, it'll be something cool. And it'll be something interesting. And we'll put it up on the Facebook so you can see what it is once we know what that something is. Thanks, guys. Be good. Also, if you're subscribed on whatever platform, you will see what that something is the moment that it gets released because it'll notify you. Thank you, guys. Yeah, see thank you, everybody, for the support. Um, we hope you're enjoying it. If you have been listening to it, please like, subscribe, give us a rating if you are enjoying the content. Uh, thank you very much for your time. And we hope that we keep you guys interested. Cheers.